Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 191. I'm Rob Wright, Security News Director at Tech Target, and I am here with Security News Writer Alex Kalafi. Alex, welcome. Hey, Rob. How's it going? Uh, another day, another teenager hacking into one of the largest <laughs> companies in the world. <laughs> yeah, let's jump right into it. Oh, man. Um, yeah, if you can't tell from uh, Alex's uh, reference, we are going to be discussing the latest Uber breach and another breach as well, another high-profile breach that happened recently that appears to be the work of some youths uh, who are members of the cybercrime outfit known as Lapsus. And we'll get into all the details of that in a second. But yes, uh, we are recording this on September 22nd, Thursday. Uh, there's been a lot happening over the last week. Uh, I believe it was the 16th of September that we ha had our story on Uber's notification disclosure that there, there had been a, a breach. And um, Alex, what can you tell us about this latest Uber breach since uh, you were fairly uh, involved in, or at least uh, writing about it, not involved in the breach? God, yeah, hope not. <laughs> I'm young, but not that young, Rob. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, this is a weird story. And as time goes on, it, it has only borne out to be weirder. Mm -hmm. uh, last Thursday night, there were reports that Uber had been hacked. Um, I think it initially started with a hacker one account that was compromised or that was one of the first uh, sort of publicly facing sort of evidences of mm -hmm. of a hack. Uh, when someone apparently got into an official Uber hacker one account and they were responding to tickets, taunting Uber and, and um, saying that like multiple parts of Uber had been hacked. Yep. And then Thursday night, uh, Uber comms, which is sort of Uber's media facing communications, Twitter account, I guess mm -hmm. is probably the best description that it said that it was responding to a cybersecurity incident and it was in contact with law enforcement. Um, and then over the, oh, and then uh, Hacker One said, I, CISO Chris Evans tweeted that, that the company had locked stuff down and was, and was investigating. But that was also kind of a boilerplate thing that multiple Hacker One employees and accounts had sort of mm -hmm. said. Uh, and then it sort of developed over the next hours. In, in this, by which I mean, um, there were screenshots going around, uh, I think that originated maybe from Telegram, but yep, definitely Telegram. around the internet that was showing evidence of Uber's AWS compromise, uh, or instance compromised, mm -hmm. um, and their Google Cloud platform, there was there was evidence of compromise. There were reports of the slack, the employee facing Slack being hacked into, um, and the alleged person who hacked this uh, was pretty open uh, about how they hacked Uber and and why they hacked Uber. And then the kid also talked to the New York Times. And what sort of came out of all of this, 
and this is all alleged. Uh, we yep. still don't have complete proof to all this data, but it seems like one, there was a social engineering thing involved where this supposed 18 year old uh, tricked someone uh, claiming to be from IT, uh, used that for a VPN login, uh, MFA bombing seems to be like what, what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, they sort of gained access to, they scanned the intranet of Uber and then they gained more logins. Uh, and that's how this sort of happened. Uh, and it's kind of a, it's kind of surprising how much access this kid got. Uh, and the reason I say kid is because this alleged hacker told the New York times that he was 18 years old. Um, and, and based on the way that this person's typing, he, according to the New York times article, uh, he seems to type like an 18 year old, which I don't mean too disparagingly, but I mean, I was a teenager not too long ago. I know how teenagers type. Yes. Right. So that, that's, that's, is that a decent overview of Thursday into Friday? Yeah, I think so. Um, And I think you're right about sort of the assessment that this was a, a youngster, a teenager, Um, just the, 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 the tone and the vibe you get from their uh, public statements, whether it's through the telegram chats or other places. Yeah. I think that that's accurate. Um, Mm -hmm. So yes. So that was all Thursday evening and Friday. And then of course, I believe it was Sunday evening that uh, Uber issued a security update or or a, a, security update, an update to their security report, basically saying, you know, uh, Monday, yeah, Monday, the 19th, uh, the Monday morning, I think Monday Sean, morning. Sean wrote that story. That's right. So, so Monday morning, uh, that, you know, they had done a fair amount of investigating and here's what they were able to determine, you know, the investigation's ongoing, but you know, here's a quick update. And they said that an Uber contractor, an Uber uh, EXT contractor, I'm, I'm still not exactly sure what EXT is. Is that the like, um, like the high end? Maybe uh, external. I'm typing EXT. Oh, duh. Yeah, you're probably right. Shoot. External. <laughs> uh, Well, there's a glass door that says e- avoid EXT program, but I'm not oh. sure if I know what it is. Who knows what that is? I mean, there's a million things on glass door. Um, but anyway, an Uber EXT contractor had their account compromised. Um, they, this is the interesting part of this update. I'll read it um, for uh, you know posterity's sake here. Quote, it is likely that the attacker purchased the contractor's Uber corporate password on the dark web after the contractor's personal device had been infected with malware, exposing those credentials, end quote. It's interesting. Um, So they don't seem to know how that contractor's corporate account, username and password were obtained, but they, they seem to think that it was purchased on the dark web, but they also suggest, I don't know, or, or state pretty definitive, definitively that one of the contractor's personal devices had been infected with malware. 
So that's interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the statement continues, quote, the attacker then repeatedly tried to log in uh, into the contractor's Uber account each time the contractor received a two-factor login approval request, which initially blocked access. Eventually, however, the contractor accepted one and the attacker successfully logged in, end quote. So, um, couple thoughts before we go further into the lapses thing. Uh, this is good information because MFA bombing, MFA fatigue, alert fatigue uh, is a proven attack technique that has gained a lot of traction recently. Uh, Sean actually did a story this week on, uh, I believe it was Otho's, um, uh, Octa's Otho division. Uh, they did their annual report on uh, identity threats and part of the findings was that MFA bypass attacks have just like surged incredibly so far, at least in the early part of this year, but they're much higher and MFA bypass being like not a SIM swap attack or like a exploitation of a bug or vulnerability or like a technical workaround of uh, an MFA system, but just sort of like a bypass, like getting around it through social engineering or some other technique. And one of the things that they mentioned was, you know, this fatigue or MFA bombing where you're just repeatedly hitting a target account with prompts for requests, whether it's a code or whether it's, um, you know, approving a device or whatever. And apparently, this isn't spelled out in the Uber statement, but many people have, have um, picked up on this uh, based on statements made by the alleged 18-year-old attacker uh, that this, this account was just spammed um, with push notifications for, um, you know, I, I think like an hour, just repeatedly over and over again. Uh, and the contractor didn't didn't bite. And then the attacker contacted him somehow via WhatsApp and complained uh, or uh, claimed to be, uh, you know, an IT uh, employee at Uber and said, you know, hey, you got to accept one of these. Okay. So that, sorry to interrupt, but now that sort of, that's sort of the connective tissue between what the kid was saying and what's happening. Cause I'm like, this seems more like an access broker thing than a social engineering thing. But if this connection of the dots is the case, and it sounds like it very well could be now everything's consistent. Sorry. (laughs) And, 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 and to be clear, the, the, the attacker, the 18 year old alleged Mm -hmm. could have bought the username and password for this specific contractor on the dark web, as Uber said, and then just did the rest of this by his or herself. And, and that's where, I mean, this is interesting because I, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to get on Uber because I'm glad that they put the statement out and that they expanded on it after only, I guess, whatever it was, three days of looking into this. They got right to it Monday morning. They provided details. They explained what the attacker got into, how they got elevated privileges. They got into the G suite. They got into the Slack channel. They reconfigured Uber's open DNS. I mean, this is good information. 
at the same time, the wording of this update regarding the contractor and the contractor accepting, you know, kind of giving in to the 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 MFA fatigue or the uh, the request, you know, bombing, it kind of it it makes me feel a little like Uber is pinning the blame on this specific contractor. Um, and I don't know if you read it that way. Uh, I could be completely off base. Hard to say. I yeah. mean, Uber, <laughs> this isn't Uber's uh, first rodeo yep. of a cyber incident and the last prolific or the last yeah. high profile yep. cyber incident they had. Uh, Uber was also accused of not appropriately responding (laughs) yes yes yeah i I was gonna say it's ironic that this unfolded during and we're not going to talk about all the the nitty-gritty for this this is going to be probably a very lengthy episode or two down the road but the uh the criminal trial for joe sullivan the former uh, chief security officer of uber who's who was charged with um allegedly covering up the 2016 breach at uber um, mm-hmm. which is a just a super, super thorny issue. And a lot of people are debating it. And like I said, we're not going to discuss it here at, at this particular uh, episode. But um, yeah, ironic that it's all unfolding around the same time, uh, this stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, to your point, like they have been through this before. And while they say in the statement, hey, we're, we're taking a look at a number of things we're going to, we're taking key actions in a number of areas. And one of those is, you know, strengthening their, their MFA policies to make sure that something like this doesn't happen. And like, it's just hard for me to blame the contractor because the contractor, number one, they had two FA enabled good. Number two, they didn't, they didn't respond to the, the requests. That's really good. And okay, so they eventually gave in after being contacted by somebody who claimed they were from IT. And maybe that should have raised alarms for this contractor. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that person's ever been contacted by Uber via WhatsApp before. I don't know all the details, so it's hard for me to say. But I do want to point out in in Sean's story about the Okta report, the threat report, one of the things they they specifically mention in their story or in their report was just, they talk about, you know, there's just not a lot of user awareness for MFA bypasses and MFA bombing and fatigue alert. And they bring up a specific campaign that happened earlier this year where, where a threat actor or threat campaign was just uh, going to town on accounts for a European travel site. And they were just bombing it repeatedly, you know, like, hundreds of MFA related text messages to various phone numbers, you know, concentrated within an hour. And they said, you know, I'll read you the report here. It says, quote, consider how a user might behave in that situation. Would they recognize the onslaught of MFA requests as the signs of an attack? Or would they think that the service was simply being buggy? Would they approve a request or perhaps change their configuration to turn off MFA, end quote? These are all good points. Like, I don't know that anyone, like, I don't know that general employees, especially not just general consumers, are going to know that this is even like a tactic and that this something like this can happen. 
I don't know. I mean, I certainly didn't know about MFA bombing until last year when I think this first started to emerge in various threat reports. Um, I don't know. Thoughts? Uh, so I will go into this in a minute, but um, <laughs> the the related Rockstar Games hack that happened uh, that came out a couple days later, the, the Grand Theft Auto leak. Yes. Um, which may have been the same person again we'll get into it in a second yeah so i was on a a video game discord and people were sort of talking about it and and i was sort of not uniquely qualified but i i sort of had my toes dipped in the cyber security and the video Mm -hmm. game world so one of the and like people were like oh so someone uh fell for a trick and wasn't uh doing their job and it's Mm -hmm. like well the thing about this kind of stuff is all it really takes is one person, right? To not be properly trained in phishing. And even when that is the case, there is social engineering. And when, even when social engineering isn't that good, well, there are also like, there's also spear phishing and advanced social engineering in which these folks go onto LinkedIn and find out exactly uh, what sort of SaaS products you're using as an engineer. Um, so it's the kind of thing where, yes, people should be more aware. Yes, there should be more training, but it also, one of the sucky things about this is that it really does just take one person to not know for, for all this to fall apart. So I, I think there's a lot of valid points to everything you were saying and referencing. I also think that uh as as we get more highly specific uh social engineering campaigns and and complicated attacks like mfa bombing when some people yeah. don't even understand mfa in the first I know, place i know that's such a great it, point it's kind of it, it's i'm not cynical i'm not depressed but you kind of see the roadblocks and challenges to sort of get over this problem on a large scale yeah yeah and I'll just add on to that point. It It is like, you can put part of this on the contractor in some degree to just say, you know, they, they shouldn't have fell for whatever social engineering attack, however sort of um, crafty it was. The other thing I think it, it's worth noting is, you know, in the, in the next graph of, of Uber's update, they say, and I'll read it here, quote, from there, the attacker accessed several other employee accounts, which ultimately gave them uh, gave the attacker elevated privileges to a number of tools, including G Suite and Slack. End quote. Okay, now what? I don't know how I, there there have been several tweets and several different reports and um, comments from folks on Infosec Twitter about like how this happened, and I, you know none of that has been verified by. Uber, so I can't, I don't really want to go into the, you know, specific claims here by either the attacker or, you know, what's being discussed on, on other channels, but like, that's not the contractor's fault. If, 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 if their account is compromised and they're a contractor, how are, how is that, how, how can they just hop from that account to other employee accounts? You know, I mean, it's possible that social engineering was involved with those uh, compromises as well. And that would make sense. But right now we don't know that. And the fact that they were able to to move 
from a, an external contractor account to employee accounts and then to get elevated privileges. Like, again, not really the contractor's fault. Um, there should be some type of separation or some type of, um, I don't know, segmentation or something. A- better access control. I Again, it seems like the, there's a, a deeper issue there. Um, so we, we should mention, you know, like you said, the Rockstar Games breach. So Uber in its statement, uh, a big part of, of the news on Monday was that they pointed the finger at Lapsus. And Lapsus mm-hmm. is this threat group that is not ransomware. They don't deploy ransomware. They just, they find ways inside of organizations, MFA bombing, social engineering. They steal corporate data. They ransom the data and they embarrass the company. Um, their ransom demands seem kind of ridiculous and maybe not the point of what they're doing. It seems like this is done for like notoriety and lulls. Um, but kind you know, of, yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, so uh, do you want me to just sort of explain yeah. what happened with the Rockstar Shorts? Yes, I do. I would love for you to do that. Because I wrote this story too. You did. All right. So Sunday morning, I, I'll say on a personal note that I, I, uh, I'm I a big Grand Theft Auto fan. Four is one of my favorite games ever. I think five is really good too, even though it's played out. So I was eager for new Grand Theft Auto 6 information, even though we knew it was a couple years out. Uh, lo and behold, much to my surprise, I wake up Sunday morning at 6am or whatever. Um, I, th- I think it was the morning after my bachelor party and I saw <laughs> this early development footage of yep. Grand Theft Auto six or what will almost certainly be called Grand Theft Auto six leaked onto YouTube mm. and onto Twitter and all these places. Turns out it started on GTA forums, which is some Grand Theft Auto fan forum, whatever. Um, and that in itself was pretty interesting. But what was even more... Well, especially because Rockstar is very secretive. Yep. Grand Theft Auto V's behind Minecraft, the biggest selling game of all time, mm-hmm. etc., etc. Uh, what was super interesting about this was that the GTA forum user had the name of like a teapot Uber hacker. And the, the uh, original person who took credit for the Uber hack also went by teapot. And it seemed like there was some telegram username crossover, but it yep. wasn't exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were claiming to not only have done rockstar, but also Uber. And there was there were some similarities and differences just as someone sort of watching this, right? Yep. The biggest similarity was that the way this person was typing was pretty much exactly the same yeah. as what we've seen from from the the alleged kid who who, who did Uber, right? It was very sort of teenage, uh, boastful, clearly in over their head sort of typing. Um, But what was different was that while this person who took credit for Uber said they did it because Uber treats their drivers poorly, or that was supposedly it, or like pranking for the lulls, you know, but maybe some combination of that, uh, this Rockstar sort of post, this person was trying to negotiate with Take-Two the parent company of Rockstar Games, the publisher of Grand Theft Auto. Uh, And that also got additionally confusing 
when 2K, another subsidiary of Take-Two, was hacked in a completely different way days later. Although that that may be related, it may be not. Maybe there could be an access broker thing at play. I don't know. Um, But it sort of changed the way I looked at the story. Uh, Mm. We were sort of talking about this on Slack. Because when it was Uber, it was like, oh, look at this goofy kid uh, breaking into this giant company. And you know what? It seems like uh, maybe Uber does have some work to do and how it treats its drivers, maybe. So it's like when it's that sort of uh, prankster vibe, I don't advocate for illegal behavior. Of course I don't. But there's a little bit of you that's like, ah, this crazy kid. It doesn't seem seem as harmful. I I know what you mean. Yes. Right. Right. but this one, as soon as you start extorting a company, yeah. mm-hmm. even even though I'm like guessing that this is just some person who's in over their head and that they don't really know what they're doing and they may think they're they're big man on campus, whatever. Mm-hmm. My my sympathy for them just evaporates. Yeah, like as soon as extortion enters the mix, and this person's been talking so much, uh, or people claiming to be this person have been talking so much, and there have been copycats because it's video games are now involved, um, right? Yeah, and leaks and whatever. So I would not be surprised if this person uh, got publicly put on blast or arrested or something uh, in the next few weeks, maybe. Which, yeah. which I believe happened with other people who were allegedly associated with lapses. Right. Yeah, I know. We we should note that this is going back many months now, but there was an alleged, I believe in the UK, uh, law enforcement action that uh, claimed to have arrested multiple unnamed individuals associated or part that were part of lapses. And, you know, some people said, well, it looks like Lapsus has been dismantled or taken down or whatever. And, I mean, sure enough, not the case. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this is Lapsus. I don't know if these are copycats. I don't know what the deal is. But the MO of, like I said, using social engineering getting account credentials, finding crafty ways, whether it's MFA fatigue or other ways to get into the like low, low tech, you know, no zero days, no exotic exploits, just figuring out a way to get inside and wreak havoc. It's very teenage hacker esque and it's in line with what lapsus has done before. And, um, yeah, the, the the GTA thing sort of ups the stakes if it is the same person. I don't know why this person would call them, you know, t- Teapot. I don't, I don't, is it, I, maybe they're a big fan of the song. I, I'm a I don't know. Teapot, short and stout. <laughs> I thought you were referencing something from the 80s. I didn't think there was. It was just, just going to be the, the nursery rhyme. But I, I want to... <laughs> I want to call yep. attention to another attack that happened a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, when we were at Black Hat, Cisco, uh, this yes. was August, Cisco said that they were hacked. And what was said at the time was that it was an access, it was likely an access broker with lapses ties. 
Mm. The Uber thing doesn't use the phrase access broker, but they also say lapses ties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rockstar Games it doesn't really say, of course, at the moment. Maybe nothing will come out of this, probably. But it claims to be the same person. Yeah. And then I also think about the fact that Lapsus, the way it operated, and it was one of the big stories of, of late last year, early this year, was that it was a bunch of younger sort of hackers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it always feels weird using the phrase threat actor, but I, I guess that that's accurate. Uh, there are these younger people who have very sort of scatterbrained... Uh, approaches to mm-hmm. how they sort of attack uh companies like they got into microsoft somewhat they got into i think it was adobe was one of them but samsung was definitely one um yep. and it was a lot of like stole source code uh they they got into nvidia and got like some source code or whatever and were trying to do something with like they're trying to make graphics cards open source or something. I forget I forget what they were trying to do, but it was something really goofy. Yeah. And that lines up I, I don't know what the Cisco situation was, but that lines up with the Uber thing where this kid's pranking them with and like using these platitudes or whatever, but not really with a goal other than right. causing havoc. And then Rockstar uh, trying to extort money from Take Two mm. uh, after riding on a high after getting into Uber seems like an extremely teenager thing to do. <laughs> I don't. I know. I, and, and I know, like, we don't have evidence for any of these things, so we're just kind of uh, thinking about it, thought experimenting, whatever. Yep. But it kind of. It looks like there's a single picture kind of forming, even though there may not be. It kind of looks like it, if you know right, what I mean. Right. No, I I agree. Um, it's it, it matches up with like the pattern of this group or or this loosely affiliated collective of of teenage hackers going after big targets and and big game. And and embarrassing them like not like again they could have got into Uber and just dropped a ransomware payload, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean they 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 could have they could have really t- like it. It just seems like that's not what they're interested in doing. And even though like to your point that this individual teapot extorted uh, Rockstar to say like I'm going to drop more information and more data if you don't if you don't pay me um it just doesn't seem to be their primary motive but that certainly raises the stakes and you know me personally i just hope that like as more breaches like this happen that we're not just like so quick to you know say oh this person fell for a social engineering uh attack and it took down the entire company like if you if your infrastructure and your environment is built in a way that an external contractor or even a, just a, like a mid level employee can get pwned and you that allows them to get control of like your entire infrastructure, I mean that's not the employee's fault. That's not the contractor's fault. Um, so hopefully that doesn't uh, that that hopefully that people people are not going to like blame. 
um, that you know the 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 little guy in this equation. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a fun podcast story. I guess. <laughs> well, Alex, I appreciate you discussing this topic with me. It, it's uh, obviously good fodder for discussion. Yeah, you bet. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security and Tech Target Editorial. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.